You're welcome back. It's Weekend Breakfast. It's Alison Curtis with you on Today FM. And Lucy Hawking is a science educator, a journalist, a documentary maker, a campaigner, and an author. A series of children's books that she wrote with her dad, Stephen Hawking, George's Secret Key to the Universe, was a global hit, selling over 400,000 books worldwide and counting, translated into 38 languages, and published in 43 countries. And continuing with her message on educating young people about science, she's just released a book that's been very popular in our household for the last number of weeks. Princess Olivia investigates the wrong weather. Lucy, how are you? Ah, good morning. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'm I'm so happy to hear that Princess Olivia's investigation has that uh, your your household have enjoyed it. We really have. We really really have. And I have to be honest now and say that you know my daughter Joan isn't the biggest reader, and this did definitely capture her. Um, so I was happy by that. So thank you. Thank you. That's really important to me because I do try and write for young readers who might not naturally take to reading. You know, the whole point of what I do is to find a quirky and fun and completely unexpected angle on kind of an important topic, um, a scientific topic or something that, you know, I think young readers want and need to know about and engage them that way. So I'm super happy to hear that worked. So, Lucy, I mean, I've watched uh, your TED Talk and I, you know, I definitely know of you. I knew of you before this. And I think something that's, you know, really interesting is the story, if you don't mind telling us about how you and your father, Stephen, realized that there was literally a black hole in children's literature (laughs) and knowledge about how to get kids more interested in science and how to answer the questions for them. Well, um, that is actually quite a nice story because it uh, really happened at one of my son's birthday parties when one of his friends just stole up to my dad and said, Ah, Stephen, uh, what would happen to me if I fell in a black hole? And my father said to him, You'd be turned into spaghetti. And all the kids clearly got it. They had understood something about black holes through... So my father had said, which was amusing, engaging, but it was also relatable to the lives of a child because they all knew what spaghetti was. Mm. And I suddenly thought that's so interesting because they want to know the information. He's got the ability to take this vast, abstract, exotic phenomena of astrophysics and make it relatable to an eight-year-old boy. Um, And I also thought this is a story. You know, the boy wants to know what would happen to him if he fell in a black hole. So it's kind of experiential. Mm. It's not asking for it to be discussed in a dry academic sense. It's asking us to do it through an adventure story. So that's when I thought, and then I thought, well, this is, you know, this is, this. somebody will have done this. They Mm. must have done this already. It seems so obvious. So I beetled off to the bookshop and there was nothing. There was just nothing written for kids about all the extraordinary discoveries that scientists have made and are are making about the universe in which we live. And certainly nothing put into the context of the story. And so I put it to my father. I said, look, I think this is what we need to do. This is something we could do. I'm a storyteller. You know, you're the world's greatest scientist. Um, Let's get to it. Oh, lovely. And working together, like that's a special thing in itself. It was really extraordinary, actually, because uh, my father (laughs) fairly famously was extremely clever. Um, And he never really needed to look anything up. He would kind of just say things. And he would pretty much always be spot on. And that was quite extraordinary, actually. Um, That's quite an extraordinary thing Mm. to encounter. Um, But he'd never written a story before. So all this huge volume of academic writing and popular science engagement writing he'd done, He'd actually never had the chance 
to write a story with a plot line, and he loved that. He thought that was hilarious, and he got really into the characters and the action and the drama of it. You know, we think about how science was taught when we were younger, and, you know, there was very few of us in the classroom that went on to have a profession in that in that area because maybe it didn't capture our imagination enough or it wasn't relatable enough when we were in the classroom. But you're really, you know, passionate about making science engaging, exciting, entertaining, all these things. That's right. I really think it's so important to make science fun, to allow people to be silly, uh, to kind of express it in a way that, you know, professional scientists can see their career as an adventure, as a journey of wonder and discovery and thrill, and to take all those elements and make them available to young readers who otherwise may have this idea of science as distant, unapproachable, uh, something that's nothing to do with them, somewhere they don't ever see themselves being. I mean, there is research that shows that kids who've never met a scientist, who don't have a scientist in the family, Mm. uh, maybe parents don't know any scientists, will just not even consider the fact that they could be a scientist because they've got no frame of reference for it. And like the popular portrayals of scientists as kind of evil or weird or lonely, that doesn't really help because that creates a very strange kind of role modeling imagery and certainly for girls, you know, that's not something they're going to look at and think, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> that looks great. I'll, I'll go and be an evil genius and live by myself in a tower and do lots of smelly experiments. Um, so it's trying to change that narrative around who is a scientist, what do they do, who can become a scientist, and kind of how do you get there? And I do think, though, and you maybe you agree, hopefully you do, but I do think that in recent years, a lot of strides forward, particularly to get young girls interested in STEM, have taken place, you know, across the world. And perhaps this is why your book uh, attracted my daughter you know so much because it, it is like she is very hands-on and like would play with slime non-stop and like we as parents hate slime I know we do but it is so good for children as you know like we hate finding it dried on the sofa but it's actually oh, leading God, yes. kids to you know oh, mix and experiment I love that that's gonna be my takeaway quote for the day I totally agree so um Georgia's Secret Key to the Universe the first book in that series came out in 2006 mm. and so I've been sort of doing this you know, all, all, all that time. Um, and I have noticed, you know, there's been a big change in the way science for kids is approached, um, in the willingness and the ability um, of scientists to do more public engagement, to do more outreach, mm. um, especially where girls are, girls are concerned. A lot of I hear a lot of conversations about how do we get girls more interested in STEM, what can we do, uh, what needs to be done, what changes need to be made. And so I think that's really positive change. Um, and really kind of hats off to scientists who take the time to do public engagement and outrage because, I mean, these are really busy people who already have very serious and important jobs to do, and yet they are prepared to do that, and I think that's brilliant. Lucy, I'd say your father was so proud of you that the fact that, you know, you were able to have an extension of what his life was and put it to the public in a, a very palatable way. I think he was very chuffed that we were able to work together mm. and that we were able to do something that was different and quirky and original because, you know, that was who he was. I mean, really, he was a one-off. And um, Mm. so it was lovely to have that opportunity to work with him. Um, Obviously, he's very sadly not with us now. Mm. Um, And I like to think that he would be very proud um, that I've continued in the public engagement with science through storytelling of my career. And I'm 
looking at climate change-related issues with mm-hmm. Princess Olivia investigates the wrong weather because he was very much a kind of early adopter of the need to mm-hmm. raise awareness on climate change. And I, I think he would have liked Princess Olivia. I think he would have found the book funny and entertaining that was meaningful to a young readership. I would agree with that 100%. So Princess Olivia investigates the wrong weather and she's a great character, exciting new heroine, giving voice to young girls interested in STEM and I cannot recommend it enough. And Lucy Hawking, thank you so much for your time this morning and talking to us on Weekend Breakfast here on Today FM. We really appreciate it. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you for having me here. Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.